the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to connect to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio Show, where we dive into God's Word and Kingdom topics. Hi, my name is Olivia Barrett, and I am the host of Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. with you on the website, ltkradio.com. It's where you can listen to show replays and upcoming events, investment opportunities for the show, a great place to connect, get to know me, and Let's Talk Kingdom Radio better. Come and join me on ltkradio.com. Love to see you there. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am so excited to be back with you. There is nothing like experiencing Kingdom Conversations um, with you, whether it's in our Facebook group or, you know, hearing from you individually. There's just something that is so motivating for me to connect to God's voice. Like, I have just fallen in love with listening to what he has to say and and his perspective on something. And so I love bringing it here. Like, it's just such a good place for me. And really, I love coming back here with you every single week. So I wanted to just remind you that you are invited to come into the Facebook group for Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. If you look for Let's Talk Kingdom, do a search for that in groups. You will find the logo that says Let's Talk Kingdom Radio, and I want you to click join um, so we can go ahead and get you in the group, and you can be a part of the discussion, the conversation, the prayers that are going on, and uh, currently some places that some of us are taking action, you know, in what we're learning, and so it's a great group, but of course it needs you and would love to have you in there with us. Okay, so... I have been on an interesting journey. I know that we have uh, talked through some of this amazing journey about what it means to uh, connect to the poor that's in your land. And if you remember from hearing last week and what God was showing me in Deuteronomy, it's this amazing place of God saying, hey, there are things that I have given you. And one of the things I've given you is land. So if you could see kind of that picture, you know, he's given you land. And then, you know, the second thing that I want you to recognize is that in that land, there's actually people. (laughs) There are people in that land. And then I want you to recognize that you are the one that has blessing in that land. So I want you to give to them. And Um, I started doing a little bit more research around this concept of kingdom wealth and what it means that God would actually turn wealth on its head, you know, and that he would richly bless the people who do things in the way that he's asking. 
And I started finding things like, again, it's in Deuteronomy and there's other places in the Old Testament. But um, I started looking up biblical tithe. Have you ever heard of this? Now, I know, you know, you're going to church right now, whether it's, you know, online or you're going to church, you know, in person. um, And you've heard of giving to the church and giving your tithes and offerings and I am for that. I want you to know like that's one of the most blessed places you can be is is giving money to the place that serves you, you know, that represents God's voice to you and and is, you know, feeding you and giving you ideas and helping things become clear or giving you an opportunity um, to serve others like, oh, my goodness, it's such a blessed place and I love the church, you know, so I'm going into this pursuit of biblical tithe and I'm like, well, God, you know my love for the church. Like, you know my love and, and how uh, that's transformed me completely. So I'd love to hear your idea, God, of, of how this worked in the Bible. Like, you know, where did this kind of blessing originate from? And so I started another journey, and I want to um, walk you through the journey that I've discovered about the biblical tithe and um, a little bit of the history. So just hold on tight because it's really um, an interesting place. But I would love to pray for us because I feel like that this is like a let me pray. God, I just thank you for your voice. I thank you for your voice in scripture. And I thank you for your voice inside of me and how you um, show up and how you make sense and how you clarify and what you're doing to help me understand the things that I don't know or, you know, where is it your voice guiding me for the things that I've been taught? And I just claim right now that over what we're doing today, it it is a special moment. Like it's a moment where we're saying, God, just show us your ways, show us your perspective, show us something about tithe maybe we didn't even know and how (laughs) tithe is meant to bring blessing. Like it's always meant to do that. Um, but how you see it and how you want to use it in our lives. And so I pray clarity um, in this conversation, but I pray action. Like I pray acceptance and action on us that are here in Let's Talk Kingdom, who are listening and connecting to the replays even, like that this conversation would keep going, that we would see you do something special among us is what I'm saying. Amen. Okay, so I went on this hunt for biblical tithe. And I learned that um, there's all kinds of really amazing things about tithe in the Old Testament. Um, And what I was discovering was there was tithe given um, before Moses and there was tithe given after Moses. And so I wanted just to bring up uh, the discovery in this. But Abraham gave a tithe out of gratefulness and he gave a 10% Um, to a priest at the time who basically he was saying, um, I'm grateful for what you're saying about me and this anointing. So he gave a 10% uh, to that priest, which was a way to say, I'm giving 10% back to God. Okay. And then there was Jacob who said, I want to give a tithe. And what he did was he was so (laughs) blown away actually by a dream that he had and how God was calling him, um, you know, very special and just 
really set apart and and the things that he could be doing and he was blown away by what god was showing him in the dream that that jacob ended up saying i am uh going to bless you back god with 10 percent always like so from here until the day i die i'm always going to give you back 10 percent. so those are the two examples of tithe before Moses. And then um, here comes Moses. And, you know, of course, he's been given laws. He's been given, you know, ways for the Israelites to uh, be set apart, to be new, to be different from how they were raised or even taught, right? And so Moses is the one that is helping the Israelites uh, become God's people. Does that make sense? Like, you know, he's like the person that God said, okay, you know, these people, I call them this, but they don't know how to act like that yet. <laughs> like, they don't know how to act like God's people. They they want to be God's people and they don't know how. So, you know, Moses is that how guy. He's going, okay, we've got a law for that. And let me go ask God about that one. And then he comes back and tells them what they need to do, right? Like he is this guy that, you know, God constantly calls on to say, you know, let's put the Israelites in a place where they can understand me. They need to know what they're doing is good or, or what they're doing is against me. And if they didn't know it, I need you to go tell them. Okay, so Moses, that was his job all the time. Well, when it came to money, I mean, they really didn't have the concept of tithe. They didn't know that uh, money was supposed to be going back to God on a consistent basis. And, um, you know, they knew about things from their past. I mean, obviously they were in Egypt where they saw that, you know, sacrifices were made, you know, all kinds of other things that dealt with the religions that they had, but they were not in the understanding of how God's people would do it. So Moses is setting up this scenario for how the Israelites would give back financially to God to say, God, this is what I give back to you um, because I say that, you know, you've given me 100%, but I'm going to actually give back this 10%. And it was so amazing to read this because it was, you know, grain and it was cattle and it was wine and it was fruits and it was all these types of harvest, which I think is so gorgeous. So it was like basically harvest that they had had over certain periods of time, depending on what tithe he was asking them to give. Um, that, I'll give you a little more detail on that in just a minute. But like what he was doing, he was basically saying, this is a way we give thanks. This is a way we show appreciation. This is a way we give honor back to God to say, I am blown away and grateful what you keep giving me. You know, not only did you give me things in my life that I can eat, <laughs> you've given me land and territory, you've given me a job, right? <laughs> and so this is their concept in the Old Testament. Now, obviously for us, we are living in that world too. Like we're living in that place of, okay, God, thank you so much for the land that my house sits on, right? Or thank you for um, the, the paved roads that I have to get me to work where I have a job that actually puts money in my bank account to pay my bills, right? I mean, you know, we're having these conversations with God, even in the real world, like, 
Thank you, God, so much. You knew exactly how much that sports outfit was going to cost. And you knew that those new shoes and that big hair thing I needed to do <laughs> for that picture. I mean, all those things are expensive and they cost money. And then you watch this money come in, right? And it's this place of gratitude. Like, God, thank you. I acknowledge as a kingdom person that you are the one who is bringing this into my life. You are bringing the finances when it's needed. You are bringing the needs that I have that are tangible, that are completely taken care of. Like, this is you. You are doing this. And so, I mean, we have been in church. We know that this is what we do, right? You you give a tithe. And what I was discovering from Moses is that he actually set up this really amazing plan for how people could do that. So people could give from harvest, which I thought was really interesting but he could they could also give money like they give straight money um and it just depended on what they decided how much it was going to be you know um and that's just really cool detail there if you ever want to research that but so moses is setting this up and he's saying okay israelites we need to remember the levites the levites were not given land in the in the in the promised land if you know any of that story um as that land the promised land was actually divvied up the levites were not given any actual land they were given the presence of god which wow right the levites were given the presence of god but the levites were not given land to live in and so they had to live in the land of the other groups of people of israelites but because they were favored with the presence of god um all the israelites actually would tithe into the levites isn't that so cool so they would actually give 10 percent of their harvest and 10 percent of their wages into the Levite communities because, you know, they didn't have land. So they would actually need these things from the other Israelites to, you know, go through their regular day or to, you know, get things done or actually pay for something or, you know, buy something or eat. Like literally it's a, it's an amazing picture of God's people taking care of God's people. Right. Um, there was another tithe. The Levites then were taught to tithe from what they were given into the priest. And the priests were the ones that actually kept the storehouse of all these tithes that came in. So, I mean, this is a pretty amazing picture. I mean, uh, if you're thinking about this, like going to uh, the temple, right, where all of this was at the temple, uh, where the Levite priests were the ones who were in charge of. They were the ones who were taking care of it and maintaining it. They were the ones that were in there asking God and spending time with him and coming back um, with answers. Like, you know, the presence of God had been released over this entire people group and not just Moses anymore. So they are experiencing God and people are bringing in their tithes. Okay, so this is a gorgeous, gorgeous picture of what it means in scripture when you read about the storehouses the storehouses were actually set apart and they were in the temple and the levites and the levite priests were allowed to go into these storehouses that were in the temple to receive what it is they needed so if they were hungry or if they needed to go buy something um, and I, I didn't do enough research to figure out, you know, what was the math of all of it or how did they figure out who got what, which if you love that kind of stuff, just keep going. Like, I'm sure that is so exciting to learn, but it was really a place of going, watch what God is doing here. He is showing 
the Israelites, you've got to show me how grateful and, and how much, you know, you want to show me honor by giving back to the Levites because they are representing his presence, right? To then give to the, the Levites are then doing the same thing. We honor the priests that are in our people group, in our tribe. You know, we honor them and, and the presence that they have with God and, and what they're bringing to us from God, right? Okay, so I just love that picture, and it's just such a cool thing. So um, Moses then also talks about there was a tithe to the poor, and this was like every three years, something like that, where uh, they would bring, bring in the tithe of that year, and that so that third year would go towards the poor of the land. And I mean, wow, talk about like paying attention to the people in need you know so the israelites were millions of people and to think that the tithe was coming in to actually give out to the poor um again it was it was honoring god but it was god showing the people how tangibly he wants this to work like not only are you giving into like you're giving towards something um then what it's used for is to take care of others so it, again, it's an amazing system that God set up there, and I just have really um, been soaking that one in. So we'll come back to it because it's really amazing. But then the last tithe that Moses showed them was actually a tithe of feast. And this is so cool because this is where um, three times a year they would come into Jerusalem to have feast. And around these feasts were these huge celebrations. And the celebrations were meant to be among, um, you know, each other and a Levite. But they were to be there in the presence of God celebrating what he had done for that year. Now, if you have ever experienced the goodness of God, which... I pray that you do every single day, like that you would experience the goodness of God in your life all the time, that you would be sitting there going, I cannot wait till the next time that I get to go and celebrate what he's done. I mean, that's what this was. It was set aside three times a year to bring everybody together into the, the temple area where they would get a chance to celebrate. And here's what was so great. This tithe was a little bit different instead of giving it to the storehouse there at the temple you would bring your tithe but you would use your tithe for your own celebration wow and you can dig further into that one too because that is a beautiful blessing that God says hey listen this is a moment where you're bringing it and you're doing this in front of me but I want it to pour back into you like I want it to pour back into you and your family and you celebrate the work what your hands have done is what it says in scripture um, but I want you to do it in front of me and with the Levite which represents his presence right okay so in Old Testament I just love how he did that he would consistently be in a place of going I want to show you how to be around my presence and I want you to do these things um, so that you can experience my presence ongoing. Okay, so here it is. Here we are. So those are the examples of tithe. Now, I have been completely motivated to embrace this, like to go, I mean, embrace what I can. And let me tell you what I mean. As I was doing this research and, you know, really understanding what Moses had set up, um, there are things that completely translate into our life now. And there were things that actually um, had to end when the temple was destroyed there. 
But, you know, in reality, God is saying, hey, listen, there is actually a system here that I would love for you to at least try, if not completely start doing. But what I realized is that the tithe that makes the sense, like the sense of what we're doing is we're bringing tithe into the temple. Now, <clears throat> I know that there are a lot of people who have some opinion here. So what I want to say to you is um, just hang on. Just just listen real quick about what it is that God showed me. Because this is more of like me letting you know what I'm discovering. Um, and as you keep having thoughts or as, you know, something's coming to you, I just want you to go, okay, hang on just a second. Like, I want to hear what God's doing. And then I want you to go to him. Like, and then I want you to come to him and say, Oh, there really was something else here that, that you can show me that I can learn that maybe a new thing I can embrace. But um, here, I want to read you the scripture and take you right into this. But we're in 1 Corinthians uh, 4.16. This is actually uh, the temple. And I want to read it to you. Okay. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. That is the King James Version. Another version says that, um, of course, you are the temple of God. Like, the Spirit has been put inside of you. And it's this um, reminder of God saying, hey, listen, I know there wasn't a physical temple <laughs> that now exists um, in your city like it did then. But what God did instead was, instead of us having to go to Jerusalem three times <laughs> to have these celebrations... Or to make sure that I was connected to the Levite priest in order for the poor to, you know, receive what they needed. God said, I'm actually creating the temple into each person. He ended up moving the temple from one location because it says in Old Testament that he ended up wanting to be in a place where his name was inhabited. Like he wanted to be in a place where his name was and he was, he was inhabited there. He was existing in that place. Well, I mean, we as kingdom people know that the Holy Spirit is actually inhabiting in us. Like he is living in us. That's such an old word, but I really love the picture of that. Like to think that the Holy Spirit is living on us. So the Holy Spirit is here. And that means that, that we are the temple. And that's what first Corinthians just said. He first Corinthians is saying, yes, that is a correct um, system in place now that in the new covenant, what God did is that he changed where the temple was. Now, I want to take your mind a little further here uh, so you can see what it is that I have experienced in Revelation. Um, I mean, not in Revelation, the book, but in Revelation of what God is showing me, like I'm having Revelation. But it's this place of Wow, so if I'm supposed to take my tithe to the storehouse, right, and I know that that's where it, 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 it changes a little bit for people's ideas, but if we were to stick with the biblical idea, if we were to stick with the concept of going from temple to temple, and I am to take my tithe to the temple where the storehouses are located, then that would mean I am taking my tithe to the new temple, 
Okay, so let me say this. That actually would represent the fact that the new temple are people. And if I go back to Deuteronomy 15, which was where we were last week, about taking care of the poor in the land I've been given, then that would mean that I could take the tithe that I'm giving to the storehouse, which in scripture that meant the temple, and my tithe could go to the poor that is in my land. Now, listen, I can hear it already. Like I can hear it right now. And I want you to know, um, I am for you in this. I am experiencing God in a new way, in a breakthrough way. And I just really believe that There is something significant happening here. Like it's this place of going from, um, I'm just going to do things maybe an old way into, wow, what if I were to try something? What if I were to try a new way of giving? Now, here's the blessing in this. And this is where I want, you know, us to land for today. But here's the thing. So if tithe could go from temple to temple and the temple is now in the person and God wants me to take care of the poor that are in my land, that means that my tithe could actually go towards the poor that is around me. Okay, so I want to say that that the blessing could really be that I'm taking care of the poor around me with the 10% that comes in. Right. So I'm showing my gratefulness and my honor to God by taking care of the poor, which is exactly the system he had in place with Moses, like the way they were taking care of each other through tithe and how it was distributed. Well, I mean, it's gorgeous, right? So I know that, you know, there's encouragement there. If you want to research that more, please go do that. But here is the next thing I want to say to you. Your church and the people that feed you and the things that are going on in your church are needing your offering. They are needing your gift. They are needing the money to function in their ministry. And this is where it gets exciting because it's very much the place of freedom. What if what God is showing me through the biblical tithe is that we as kingdom people actually take care of the poor around us with the 10% from our salary or the big bonus we got or the gift that came in or however that looks. And then we still give to our church and we give to our church the offering, the gift that it's meant to have. And what could happen there? Like, what could God do if we actually started implementing a system here that is so mind-blowing so I want to leave that with you like that what it would mean that we would actually find ourselves in this place of biblical tithe where we would be giving to the poor that are in our land and there is the beautiful place of going from temple to temple if I'm giving to the temple in the old testament I'm giving to the temple in the new testament which are actually people And then I am giving my offering, which is above the tithe. So my offering and gift would then be given to the church and how they do ministry and how they connect to the people around them. And so I want to give this to you today as a new place, as a new idea, as something that God wants to do among us. And I just really receive it. So thank you for being here for Let's Talk. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We want you connected to kingdom topics that move and shape your week. Visit ltkradio.com 
Become a monthly partner and watch Kingdom Conversations grow around you. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.